What happens when you bring together two unconventional and experienced entrepreneurs that own competing agencies? They decide to challenge convention with creative collaboration. Join Veronica and Jillian to discover how two business owners that target the same audience created a podcast together. In each episode, they explore new ideas on how to collaborate, offer practical and actionable advice on expanding business, and have a transparent conversation about entrepreneurship. This is Creative Collaboration, Conversations with Veronica and Jillian. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 15 from Creative Collaborations Conversation with Veronica and Jillian. I'm Veronica, and I'm again, of course, today with Jillian. Hello, Jillian. Hello. Good morning. And today we're going to talk about women in business, a couple of things that we happen to know a couple of things about. Um, yes. So it should be a good conversation. Um, before we jump into that, though, we have reason to celebrate. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. I have yes. my morning tea here to cheer with it. So do you want <laughs> yes. to share the Oh, I have news? water. Yeah, I have a water. So <laughs> Feel good. Cheers. Feel good. cheers. Yeah, cheers <laughs> us. We, we uh, surpassed our original kind of goal, our benchmark of um, 100 downloads. So a hundred people have downloaded or a hundred downloads of our episodes, we'll say. Um, so that's a pretty nice one. So what is our next, I feel like, yay, celebrate. Excellent. Yeah. We made it. Amazing. I'm really appreciative of that. And I think um, we actually need to stop because we are talking about women in business and uh, what we are not that good at is actually taking that moment to celebrate. And I want us to really take it in. And I want to, to thank every single uh, listener out there that took time from the busy day and uh, just listen to us share our insights and experience and just talk about things because we do love yes. to talk so yes thank you thank you to all of you for being with us here and um, helping us basically grow because I do see it as a growth uh, experience mm -hmm. and thank you for reframing that because I don't know if you could tell but I was like right about to say great what's our next goal I um, know so I know. yeah yeah so thanks for like <laughs> pulling me back here like nope stay here um because it is important and you know we have talked about this you know several times um and that's a part of the conversation today of how tricky it can be or how how um how little time or effort we often will spend um celebrating our wins um yes. so I think it it is important uh and I think you're right about that uh because you know it's easy to to lose sight of what it's actually all about which is real people that are spending time the most precious commodity out of their days to to download and listen to our episodes and participate in our conversations and whatnot so I feel like that's the yeah it's it's a huge thing so i i also yeah. very much appreciate it so thank you to you for listening today um, yeah. and, and participating me, in our project mm. makes me happy and makes me confident that um people take value 
Otherwise, they will not keep on coming. And uh, we do see mm. an increase in the number of uh, listens per yeah. episode. Yeah. So that, that yeah. definitely shows me people keep on coming back and listening. So thank you for that. And mm. um, it's uh, it's nice to see that. Maybe we need to to consider, like, I'm just going to throw it out here. Don't kill me. <laughs> but maybe oh. it will be, will be fun to, to see in the next year to have... Uh, come and greet type of thing I would love to meet these people and to mm. to speak mm. with them and to see what do they think what do they like what don't they like because um it's uh, we can actually make it better and I, I love conversations and I love to to meet these people so uh, I'm curious how many of the listeners are women and how many are men actually <laughs> yeah it's interesting I was actually going to like just was jumping in to take a quick look to say to share one little bit about um, yeah, for any of the listeners out there that are interested in this kind of thing, this would be me. I'm the kind of person that's interested in, yeah, data and whatnot. Um, so of course I had to scroll to this quickly, but way to go. U.S. um, rocking 51% of the downloads right now. So true kudos to the U S so there's a little, a little ditty. I'm so that's, I'm that's my data. Yeah. <laughs> But keep yeah. in mind, 50%, the rest is Europe majority, so... It's dispersed, so it's, you know, all <laughs> things being equal. I think yeah, that, that shares our, our locations and our, our nationalities and networks. That's yes. a good reflection Although it's of interesting. that. interesting. So 13% from Canada. Mm. That's a surprising one to me. I Anyhow. have to say. Yeah, thanks yeah. to the Canadians. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you to everyone. So... I mean, actually, that's that's part of the being a bit a woman in business. So I can't say we we deviated from the topic because um, yeah, that's a great example. Women in 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 business. I, I keep on wanting to say women in tech because I'm realizing women in tech it's it's a topic that keeps on being discussed and on good mm -hmm. terms. Like I'm I'm not contesting that, but business is much more than just tech. So yes, we have yes. so many amazing business women that they are doing so many things. And sometimes maybe they're not necessarily tech. I know I was nominated and part of different different uh, tops for women in tech, um, but I don't consider myself a, wo a woman in tech. Like uh, mm. I use technology. I think yeah. you're way better than I am at the technology. I do understand it. I was surrounded by tech people all my life, but mm -hmm. I'm not a tech person actually. My mm -hmm. qualities and my, my qualifications are totally different. So I find it mm. interesting that we do celebrate women in tech and we try to put them in the front, but we are not really focusing on the rest. Mm. So I have a question because it's interesting to me that you went down that channel of like women in business, oh, women in tech. Um, and it's the me, same actually. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. For me, I'm also wondering, so just like you just, the example you just used, like, oh, I you just saying that you don't see yourself as a, as a woman in tech, you're mm -hmm. a woman in business, but you use tech. I think similarly, but in a different way. I was thinking women in business. So what about women in their careers? Because do all women identify as what does a woman in business mean? Does it mean like female or people that identify mm -hmm. as female that are business owners or they're in a business, they're an employee of a business? What? It's a little bit uh, fuzzy what direction. women in business means and um oh matter of fact I have a prop oh my gosh I have a prop <laughs> for today's episode check this out hold on pause can we can we pause live 
um, it just reminded me, oh my gosh. So I, um, I'm like reorganizing my office and whatnot. And I just came across some relics. Um, <laughs> and it's so, so timely that today is the day. Check this out. The universe is working. Nothing I know. happens without a reason. If you can see that. Uh -huh. Can you see that? I see women in business. Yeah. For the listeners that don't watch us video. So Jillian just Thank shared you. a magazine cover with me that, that says women in business. Four of them. Oh wow. Featuring, yeah, featuring articles from moi. Imagine that. Um, that I had totally forgotten about. And then I found <laughs> them. I'm like, oh, women in business. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this sounds familiar. Oh, yes. Um, anyhow, I, I kind of like went off the deep end here for a moment, but yeah, women in business, I was thinking of that, but this is a magazine that's attached to a, a large organization and, and conference and uh, events and such. Um, but, uh, anyway, so just the idea overall, is it women, women who, who are professional women or like, what does women in business mean? to you or to anybody. So I feel like I kind of went that direction as opposed to business versus tech. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I really like the way you presented it because um, you see, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. So for me, automatically, I was thinking about owning your business, your own business and, mm. and entrepreneurship area. But you make a very good point because I do meet, Monday I had a coffee with, with a, a former neighbor, a friend that we became friends and, she she definitely is a woman in business, but she's working for corporates. And she yeah, is a right. perfect example. But you kind of start excluding the corporates when, let's be honest, we do work with them and we want to work with them. And we it's 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 about actually what we want to. I think the core is it's it's about how are we perceived? How do we want to be mm. perceived? Uh does it actually matter if it's your own company or a different company? And now that mm -hmm. you, you mentioned that, I'm starting to think it doesn't matter. It's about the attitude and it's about our position in the society. And it's about mm -hmm. how we want to, first of all, how do we want to do business? How do we want to work? Uh, because if you want yeah. to, you, you keep on hearing, uh, just pull the chair and have a seat at the table. Don't wait to be invited. Uh, but you do see a lot of um, masculine energy. And I know I'm guilty of that. Until recently, I... I felt I need to be um, more masculine or more more hmm. uh, assertive, but not it is not how to phrase it, not to. Hmm. I know I, I can be assertive when it comes to business, but there's a difference between being assertive and keeping your femininity and hmm. kind of letting it go and being more tapping more into your masculine energy just to be at the same level. Uh, and and meant to take you more seriously because definitely if you are sweeter or more feminine, <laughs> more the lack of better words, <laughs> mm. um, they will not take you as seriously. They will uh, they will say, oh, I can I can uh, I'm stronger. I can over uh, come with better arguments or just overpower uh, mm. the person mm. in front of me because of that. Or is that our perception as women? Or I kind of doubt that. Yeah. Though. So it's interesting. I feel like it's a slippery slope. I feel like this topic on the service level, it's like, great, let's dig into that. Like, yeah. Mm. But then when you start kind of opening it up, you're like, ooh, there are some areas so many that levels. are 
<laughs> yeah, it's like tread gingerly here. And there's like a lot of, it can be a minefield in, you know, trying to use the proper language and not to be biased and all of these things. But at the end of the day, long as we know, we're just having a very organic, uh, very kind of vulnerable conversation and just sharing our perspectives and never is the intention to to be derogatory or to be hurtful or uh, no. or to be ignorant in any way. We're just sharing. Um, but I think it's interesting because listening to you, what emerged for me is like, so first we had this idea of like, what is women in business? And then thinking, okay, is it, it's just women, like professional women. And then it's like, well, what does that mean? We're as opposed to what unprofessional women it's like, okay, so how about just women? So like adult women that are trying to get by in life <laughs> and have a career. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So it's adult women who are trying to get by in life and have a career. There we go. Um, but then the next piece you were talking about, and I think it's again, an interesting way to look at it. Um, you know, putting, um, being assertive, and kind of juxtaposing that with um, femininity is really interesting. And also about being, you know, being taken seriously, um, et cetera. I think it's a really an interesting one. And I think it's like really the crux of it. And I also think it's a part of the conversation that is probably most difficult to have, which is why it's not as often talked about certainly not from big stages and that kind of thing. I think this is a kind of conversation that happens one-on-one -on -one or with trusted people. Mm -hmm. And how, how risque are we that we're going to have this conversation publicly? Um, so I still curious. assume no one is listening and I'm just having a yeah. coffee with you. <laughs> yeah. It's just, a, just the two of us. Um, so tell me, I'm, I'm curious. Um, yeah, 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 we do. Um, are there, you know, is there a particular story um, or uh, an experience that you've had in your, you know, career, we'll say, um, business life, career life, um, that you think of as um, your kind of gender playing a pivotal role? Does that make sense? It does. I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm thinking and... Um... You know what's funny? I never really thought of myself. So my, my parents divorced when I was quite young. I think that's important to say. So I was raised by my mom. She's very a strong personality. Uh and always worked even to jobs because two kids mm -hmm. and you know how it goes. Yeah. Like the classic story, right? Nothing nothing yeah, yeah, new yeah. here. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Everyone has a story like that. Uh but what that taught me is that I need to be strong and uh not really take no for an answer because you just need to meet uh you just need to make do with what you have and you just need to find a solution so mm. Mm. why i'm sharing that because that has a specific influence in in my mentality mm. and how i approach things so mm -hmm. i never really saw that the fact that i'm i'm um a woman will not help i will not be able to achieve things there were other mm. aspects that actually worried me but not necessarily my gender not until later. Uh, so my attitude was more like, I just need to get shit done. <laughs> so yeah. how do I approach it? What do I need to do? What needs to, to happen? And just go for it. Um, so even if there were things that happened and they were definitely, I never perceived them like that because I sure. didn't really look for that. 
Uh, however, yeah. I did hear different, um, for example, two friends of mine that had a business together. Um, one of them, she's gay, the other not, one not. Business partners, 50-50. And uh, they were, like one of them was sharing, the uh, the straight one was sharing, like I had a business discussion and then uh, told no to that person. And that person was going to my business partner trying to get a yes because of different energy. So I did hear about things like that quite a lot. Or um, mm, mm. you are discussing and they are trying to to go around and, and to see if I go to your boss or to your, your male colleague will be different. I did have mm. experience while working in companies that um, I was asked to, to work more because I was producing, but my, my male colleagues that weren't producing the, the results that we are requested to were were not so um, were not kept accountable as much as I was because they were body body and going and having drinks with the boss afterwards. Mm. So I did mm. that, mm. but from slightly different, or I never really perceived it is because of actually the, the last part. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, makes sense what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, no, it does. Um... I get that. So as you were describing it, what came to mind for me is like, yeah, it sounds like game playing, like a lot of like kind of tap dancing and like manipulation per se. Maybe that's a harsh word, but I'm trying to think what else to call it. Sometimes a spade is a spade. Um, mm. So it sounds a little bit like that type of scenario, which I think is, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a rel relative word to this conversation. Um, um, and that can be perceived in a lot of different ways. But uh, the other thing I hear you, it sounds like talking about is kind of that super old, like very typical thing, like the old boys club, right? And that yeah. can often happen. Um, and it's, it's a tricky one. And I know from conversations I've had with uh, friends and, you know, colleagues over the years, this other kind of perceived truth it's like if you can't beat them join them or if you want to be take you've got to be one of the mm -hmm. guys to be to have access exactly you know, to the same type of thing and what does that mean and what the hell with that already um it's a it's an interesting one um so but how go ahead oh, uh, sorry to jump in but from this discussion yeah. actually like a lot of other discussions what we are doing here is we need to change as women to be accepted mm. but why mm. don't they have to change as well why are we you they know, don't have the capacity they don't have the capacity I, you know? I, I disagree <laughs> with that because there are a no. lot there are a lot of um, examples where, where, where yeah. men are really inclusive and everything is great so let's not let's not go to the negativity because that will not be fair um, I was just kidding. Relax. I'm just kidding. Saying <laughs> no, no, no. They don't have the capacity. It's like you know. I, I do. I do think they have the capacity, but I do think it's it's a matter of education. The educating them, they have to do that, and just mm. um, keeping them accountable. Because if no one keeps them accountable, why would they change? Like honestly, would mm. you change if something mm. works for you and no one is really asking you or keeps you accountable to do that? Because mm. change takes time. Yeah. yeah, I'm just debating. True. I don't have the answer. I don't know. <laughs> no, change does take time. 
it it does and it's like i feel like there's a, a marketing analogy in there because it's like marketing right they say somebody has to see something seven or nine seven times, times. Yeah, the, uh, seven different people um yeah. seven different ways to finally get it so i feel like it's really human behavior so i feel like it's you know change change management's change so in order for for people to change that has to you know they have to have multiple opportunities for it um and here we are talking so. actually about culture change and that will take a, can take even a, a generation mm. actually it does mm. take one or two generations to have that complete change in mentality uh mm. and i think there are studies i i don't know by heart the, the, the numbers so it's definitely things start changing a little bit What's your experience, actually? Because I do come from Europe, but you are from the States. How is how is this perceived there? Yeah, so my experience, um, so I actually have a fair amount of uh, to say on this topic because, you know, starting from the beginning when I, I started my first business when I was 20. So I was in, you know, business circles and, you know, communities and such um, as a very young female. And so I learned immediately uh, or internalized, I suppose, and responded to that by making certain that I presented myself in a professional manner and what I deemed to be or understood to be a professional manner. And so um, what that meant for me was I was in a, a suit and heels and I wore my hair in a ponytail. Um, because I recognized the difference in how I was treated if I had my hair down and as maybe mm -hmm. trite or ridiculous as that sounds. And this is back when I used to have my normal hair, which is very long, <laughs> thick, super curly hair. As anybody who is watching on video, you can see I have crazy curls and um, yeah, anyway, so I had long hair until a year ago. Um, so I learned quickly to, pull my hair back and to dress pretty conservatively um and the, my posture and how I would hold myself up like I would stand tall and be sure of like body language and my physical space and or personal space and things like that I I paid attention to uh the way I would shake hands etc um so I learned all those things very young um and I also yeah, of course I was, uh, I received, you know, I heard lots of things. A lot of people said a lot of things to me and what I began to learn, I suppose is, or focus on was intent. And I began to, for me in my story, I began to realize that a lot of the men that I was around were, were genuinely good guys. Um, and oftentimes didn't realize things that they would say or do were offensive because yeah. their intention was not to do that. They would be really embarrassed and frankly mortified if they realized that the things I said and did could be considered, um, yeah, inappropriate. Um, so I ended I up agree. having lots of those conversations with lots of those guys um, in a way that was matter of fact, um, but also not um, not persecuting them either. Yeah, you know, an open discussion. Um, and yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I experienced something similar. 
and this is why I mentioned it's about culture and it's about education mm. because it's a bias mm. they do it without really recognizing it and I'm pretty sure we respond subconsciously to a level the same because mm. we were taught the same I think only a couple of our generation maybe one or two behind us are properly changing the way we are doing mm. it not mm. that I, I'm not saying there there are women that are fighting for hundreds of years but yeah that's real change in how things are done how we are perceived uh but there are still a lot of like looking at the numbers you see statistics so it's not perception here there are mm. numbers mm. how many mm. women in business how many funds are going to them how many of these funds mm. are actually going to tech that we are coming yeah that shows yeah. they we are perceived as women only good in specific areas mm. so so that's you know i we know this that i really like data and i like statistics and things like <laughs> that i also think they can be yeah they're not all created equal and there's a lot more it's like the under you know the the backstory of them can can be more telling sometimes um so in this you know, so for me, another, I feel like, you know, qualitative data point uh, is something that I just do routinely now. Um, it's a simple thing, but whenever I'm uh, learning about somebody on LinkedIn, I always will scroll to the very bottom to see who did they select as their top voices or the people that they, I think it's called top, no, what is it called? I forget what the section gonna, is called. I'm going to look the, now. the bottom of your profile. And look yeah. at who, who are the people that they're kind of following or who are their, the top voice people that they selected. And it's so interesting how I would say an overwhelming majority are men. And even female profile, like across the board, it's like a lot of men and it's a lot of white men. Um, and so I always think that's interesting. So that's, you know, like I said, it's just a data point. And for a lot of people, even people listening are probably like, oh, I wonder what I have on mine. Let me go look. And so, you know, <laughs> probably a lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, so that's a good like note to, to look there. Um, but it is also true for years and years and forever, m men have dominated media and especially white men have dominated all the history books and all of everything. Um, so as there's fewer, you know, articles or, you know, it's not as easy, uh, you, you know, for, you know, men, it's like you can't take two steps in any industry without finding gobs of articles and features about men. But to find a women, women talking about or being recognized, it's a little it takes more time. So that's one thing. And that I'm also trying to be cognizant of that, um, be, be aware of uh, looking for a female voice as well. And so I very much pay attention to um, articles, to panels, to events, to any group, any board. I'm always paying attention to the rep you know, the female representation, um, because I think it's really important. I I love that you brought it here because when we organized uh, the first edition of Base, actually for all of them, so. One thing that was very clear to us was that we want an equal panel. So that means not for each conversation, because if you have three people, it's impossible to have yeah. three <laughs> equality. But overall, we had always an equal number of speakers, female and male. So that was very clear to us. Without actually, um, so 
gatekeeping also the best person for that particular topic. So not eliminating one. Um, and I was discussing with other events uh, organizers and they were complaining that it's very hard to find a good female speaker for specific topics. And I was like, that's not true. That's really not true. I disagree completely because it's, it wasn't like I did it. So this conference for editions, we made it no problem. But you do need to put the work and you do need to be curious and you do need to speak with people. And exactly what you said, don't stay with the, the mainstream because then you'll be mm -hmm. stuck. So, or, or you may also need a fabulous resource that I have that you just perfectly set the table for me to share. So thank you for that. Um, which un unbeknownst to you, I actually have this resource. So there's a, a phenomenal um, global organization called Innovation Women, and they do exactly what you're talking about. So it's phenomenal for, it's like a speaker's bureau for women. Um, so there's a tremendous amount of resources for women that want to you know, build their own platforms and have access to speaking opportunities, but also has value for conference organizers, et cetera, event organizers, that are trying to do a, a be more proactive and do a better job at speaker selection can access their global network to help find speakers on a range of topics. Um, so we'll definitely include the link to that. Um, and so yes. anybody listening, it's a great idea. It's, I mean, honestly, uh, in full disclosure, I've been an advisor to this organization, but regardless of that, it's a really phenomenal organization. I know the founder well, I know the traction that they've had, I know the resources that they put into it. Um, and so just creating a profile, it's more than just creating a profile. Um, they have a lot of, uh, like I said, um, content and, and whatnot available for people. So, um, so getting the word out there, like about innovation women and other platforms that must exist um, to help make it easier for, for, you know, folks organizing events and things to be more selective. And I'm pretty sure I speak for you as well. If you're organizing an event and you want good female speakers on any topic, just reach out to Julian and myself and more than happy to open my network. And yes. uh, and let's make yep. a change because everything, yeah. honestly, it's it's um, it's up to us and to like not only women, but all of us, if we really want to, to have this change just to make mm -hmm. it. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's not as hard. You do need to work. It, honestly, to have a good speaker, you do need to work a little bit and to speak with people and to find that. So it doesn't really matter the gender. It's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, it's true. I think it's just an excuse. Um, yeah, no, I think so too. And that's why I'm like, check out Innovation Women and it takes you a few minutes to access, you know, hundreds of speakers, thousands of speakers from around the world on all different topics. So, um, but I wanted to go back to another thread that you kind of laid out there about the change and change taking, taking time, et cetera. Um, so it, that also reminded me of another, I think, pretty relevant story. Um, uh, because as I mentioned, so I started in business as a young woman, right? And so I continued and therefore, um, yeah, I was around a lot of you know business people who were generally... 20 or 30 years my senior and most often majority male, right? That's just kind of what my life was. So it's probably no surprise then that that became my comfort zone, right? So by the time I was 25, I was pretty routinely with groups of men. Um, yeah. So it's like men in their sixties and seventies has been like, that's my jam. 
for like all of these years. So for me, it's been interesting to become aware of that and then to learn, I suppose, to be open and comfortable working with women that are, you're just women and women that are my age. It's like very, feels unnatural to me. So that's something that I'm working on. It's, it's really interesting. Um, but one quick story I'll just share that is, uh, yeah, I mean, it can be, hopefully it comes out, hopefully it's received the way it's intended. Um, but in any case, so, um, quick story. So I got a call one day from a, a client and he's like, Hey, Jillian. Um, he's like, listen, I was playing golf today with a buddy of mine. Uh, and he's, he's working on some startup, some, something he's working on. And he was mentioning something about Facebook and some things with social media. And I don't know. And I said, Oh, you should, you've got to talk to Jillian. So I'm just giving you a heads up that Mike is going to call you. And you know, that's who he is. I was playing golf with him and you know, like, ah, thanks for the call. So I hung up and then Mike calls me. And so, so I have a conversation with Mike and it ends up being a couple hours long. Uh, <laughs> he's an executive. So he was an executive from Connecticut in the U S uh, I was in the Boston area and he, so we had a couple hour conversation and he asked if we could meet for lunch. So he drove up from Connecticut, a couple hour drive to meet with me. So we had a lunch and so that conversation evolved into me being a part of this group uh, that was building this new organization in preparation to raise $300 million, right? It was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, so all from our conversation about Facebook. And so that's a separate part of the thing, which is I didn't jump into the call asking him about his Facebook. I asked about his business situation and discovered it actually had nothing to do with Facebook. But that was just their conversation. And so anyway, so that's how the, the you know, opportunity went from oh, Facebook to like $300 million raise. Anyway, here's the story with respect to being a woman. So going through this whole thing, one day we were uh, meeting with some potential investors. And so it's myself with all the guys sitting around a, a conference table and this pitch is about to start and whatnot. And so I sat down and um, I had my computer with me and you know whatnot taking notes and uh to do what I do and the guy at the other end of the table he said oh Jillian he said he sat down he put his pad of paper down and a pencil his legal pad uh he said oh Jillian you're gonna take notes and I looked at him and I was like oh are your hands broken <laughs> he was like and the guys in the room were like and they all just and I just kind of smiled and he was like, no, 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 I, I can take notes. I'm like, great. Well, guess what? They never asked me to take notes again. Um, and it was like one of those moments where they were like really surprised by it. But it was also then there was like, it kind of um, shuffled the energy at like, it was like a one like icebreaker. Like then it was yeah. like, cause the way I said it was very direct, but then like, come on. And then they realized it and there was a laugh, but there was also a big collective touche. Um, yeah. because what awareness I'm moment there yeah 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 so, th so I'm not your secretary story, yeah I'm <laughs> I, not that's I'm not serving my role. a different like, role here exactly yeah and I'm like why do you have your legal pad and you know your little number two pencil there I'm sure you can scribble dabble scrabble in your notebook just like I can and he did so funny enough that story ended up being featured in an article by the Wall Street Journal talking about women in the roles that we often play is it like the the chores or like the 
the roles that women like women are often are the, the ones in an office roles. setting. Yeah, that do like the birthday or we organize the birthday things or we put the dishes in the dishwasher, all these things like taking notes and whatnot. So, uh, but for me, the the part of that is that was an opportunity, the way I felt about it, an opportunity for me to, to, I want to say teach these guys, but to put up a mirror to these guys. And I want to say in their defense, it's not really, but in their defense, many of them are accustomed to having female admin execs uh, or assistants. Or, um, but they are the one are... hiring them. Yeah. So that's what this happens. Like, they're used to that. Saying there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what happens. Um, so that's what they know. And so it's not that they like were conscious of it really. Um, and that's what I'm saying. And so there's yeah. a lot of that. So that's been one of the generally fun, sometimes scary and other times maddening, but experiences kind of threads of my career over these 25 years is having and how I handle those situations when they arise, because they ar arise pretty regularly. Yeah. I'm actually so happy you shared that because when I, I was discussing uh, uh, more at the beginning of this episode about biases and culture, this is exactly what, what I meant. It's so mm -hmm. um, common that, ah, she's better, she's studying more, she's writing more, she's paying more attention to details, so she should take the, the, the notes. Yeah. And no, yeah. why? That everyone should take their own notes. Then if you mm -hmm. look... Like the, the examples that you gave make me make me think about, you know, like traditionally it seems that the woman uh, role in the society is to prepare everything. Actually, we are yeah. doing everything and the men will just choose right. A or B. So if we are right. always doing the entire work, let us make the decision right. because our decision will be way better because we, we did the groundwork. Did the work, <laughs> right, right. See it through. So we know exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's not, uh, it will be a much more, um, uh, a better and more well-informed decision than mm. a man that will just mm. listen to some notes because mm. the notes may may lose some of the nonsenses of, of the meanings or what happened. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. maybe what we need to do is actually just, uh, I, I think kudos to you, everyone should do that just be assertive mm. and say no no that's not my role mm. here you need to yeah. do that yeah um another one i'm just going to share for two seconds because i have to tell you this one because just a quick one um mm -hmm. i had another one that i feel like it's probably yeah it's a relevant example uh so uh a few years back i got a call um from one of my one of my guys um um so we chat so over the years i have built relationships with folks that um find you know like founders of companies or they acquire companies or they are raising capital for lots of related stuff um and so one of the guys um called me up about a project he was working on and wanted to tell me about it and see if i could participate in some way so we had a good good chat and at the time it was like I had that, I feel like, yeah, now that I'm saying it, like, oh, yes, of course, very classic situation where I was like, extremely pregnant, and like, extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. But I also was really interested in what he was saying. And I wanted the opportunity to work with him. So I don't even know if I told him, I'm, I, I'm trying to remember if I told him I was pregnant, or like, pregnant, as in like, any minute now pregnant. <laughs> um, 
So what ended up happening is the day after we talked, I gave birth. And so I always go back to that because I, like I said, I'm not certain, but I remembered feeling at the time, like I didn't want to tell him because I didn't want them that to change his view of me of like, oh, now she's going to be not available for, so I didn't want to lose. I had the sense of not wanting to lose that opportunity because I was pregnant and I didn't want him to see me that way. Um, So I remember feeling conflicted by that. Um, But I think I did tell him and he knows I have my son now. Um, But anyway, but that I feel like is one of those things, like how do you handle, you know, um, perception of being a woman or like, yeah, being pregnant or, you know, the, the, if the responsibility is like, go pick up the kids or all of these things where it's like drives me crazy when men like, Oh, I don't know. My wife handles that. I'm like, well, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? Like they're your kids too. <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. Drives me nuts. Um, um, yeah. I know we should end this, this episode because it becomes very long, but I think we yeah, need to address sorry. this because it's a very good, <laughs> no, I'm not going to stop it. <laughs> I want to address yeah. it <laughs> because, um, why is assumed like, okay, when you are pregnant, you are, you are killing the baby and the first, yeah two, three months, you have no choice. You are, you need to be for the yeah. baby. So that's biology. We, we don't discuss that. Although in the US, a lot of women go back to the office three days later. So I continue. That's, yeah. that's quite screwed up for, for yeah, the relationship, for the baby and also for the mom. For all kinds of reasons, but continue. Just had to yeah. throw that We're not going to go into yeah, go that ahead. discussion though. Yeah. <laughs> because it's never going to end. But coming back to that. So I do actually, not the entire pregnancy, you can still work and everything can be good but you do need that time off after after you had the mm. kid no question about it um however when you're negotiating a business um deal especially a big one from the moment you have the first interaction until you actually go and do something it usually takes at least four months if not six to one year so the first thing that comes to, to my mind is I can have a first call now and continue in four months and still work with that person, even if the person is pregnant. So Mm. why the fact that you're going to have a baby changes everything? If you're really looking objectively, how? I don't know, but I can tell you it did. It did for me as the the person. I know it it does. It does with everyone. It does with everyone. But let's change mm. the the perspective here. Mm. Let's change the discussion. So instead of yeah. thinking, oh, she will not be available because of the baby, let's think, mm. how long does it take? I just want mm-hmm. the first contact when I need the, the second contact and yeah. the equation. Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying this, I know it's not happening, yeah. but I'm putting yeah. it out there. Maybe somebody's picking it up and we can actually change yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. The second one yeah. is exactly like you said, like the fact that you have a baby, that doesn't mean you can't be a business woman. That doesn't mean your professional life needs to stop why the father can't take care of the kid. And why? what I love about the Netherlands is the fact that men have the papa dach where mm-hmm. they will actually go and stay with the kid home uh, mm-hmm. or they will share responsibilities. Not all of them, but the majority does. And, be, mm-hmm. and it's not only in the Netherlands, it, come, it, it starts becoming much more uh, common in Europe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why just one, maybe the man is actually not that good at work or he hates it like let him stay home and do that mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. why do always 
we need to 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 presume that he needs to bring more money actually it happened also in my previous relationship at a specific point i earned more and the mother of the boyfriend was oh, how is that possible like mm, what's the issue? yeah what's the mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. so it's a mentality thing that we need to switch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it, it so i think only I, from men actually from women because some of them are yeah like, no, absolutely. I think um, I think there's a lot. Like, like I was saying, on the surface, it's like, oh, that's a good topic. But when you start digging into it, there's a lot of tentacles and, here, and exactly. it's us. Uh, and some women do think that that they yeah. that their their husband or male partner should be making more money, and that they would prefer to be home. I have one of my best friends from growing up told me we were like very similar all growing up, but as you know talking as adults she as young adults she told me that her goal in life is to be you know to be married to a man to take care of her and so she could stay home and have lots of babies and I was like wow that's amazing if that makes she, her if that makes her happy yeah yeah so for her that's that's what she wanted and that's um what she got um it's great um mine is a little different I you know have a yeah. wife and so we have a very equal partnership and I'm the one that carried the child but she's the one that took care of him mostly for the the first three months while I was recovering you know um anyway yeah. it's aside from that I think this this bit about women in business or as we tried to reframe like adult women who are trying to live life and have careers <laughs> right there's a lot of things that play I- here I mean we we touched on some of it it's like the imposter syndrome there's, do we take ourselves seriously? Do other people, yes. people take us seriously? You know, is the glass ceiling? Do we like our level we of um, assertiveness? We didn't even touch those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many pieces to it. Um, and certainly everybody, every woman definitely has their own stories and uh, experiences and um, probably like nodding their heads during as we're chatting. But I do think it's important, even though it feels like, yeah, we all know this. I think it's important for us to continue to talk amongst yeah. ourselves um, to learn, but also for self-reflection as well, to look at and to identify, you know, how are we showing up as, as women in business? Um, what decisions are we making? How are we projecting ourselves? How are we treating other women yes. as well? It's that's really very important. important one. Yes. That's how do we treat them and how do we want to proceed? How do I want to show up? And also, yes. The moment you see something is not okay and you feel it's not okay, like you, your perfect example, take notes. How do we yeah. address it? Do we address it or do we just shut up and, and fill yeah. in that, that traditional role? And I hope we yeah. are not. I hope for all our listeners, we are not. And I hope for the male listeners, they will, the moment they want to ask that, they will stop and, and think twice before doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I would say, I say to my guys, like, I could be your sister, or your daughter, or your sister in law. And would you say that would you want him speaking like saying what you just said to me? Would you want him saying that to your daughter? Probably not. No. So you probably shouldn't say that to me. It's like, Oh, yeah, you know, uh, I think it's... I think this is what we need to do just help them understand what is happening. Yeah, because until we yeah. don't have that, it's impossible to change. I feel we need uh, several episodes on this topic, and actually, I'm very curious to to hear stories from our listeners. If uh, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. did you perceive it? What is happening? Is this a topic that you are interested in? 
Uh, maybe mm-hmm. we could bring some uh, some experts not the, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and and share different things. Um, yeah, absolutely. Or if there's a, a, a particular area of this, like women in business that we could further explore in a future episode, that would be interesting too. Um, but other than that, I feel like this is a good place to wrap up episode 15. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next one. Bye. All right. Cheers. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Creative Collaboration, Conversations with Veronica and Jillian. We sincerely hope you have gained at least one new idea or perspective that can be applied to your business. If you need a different perspective or want to meet fellow entrepreneurs, join online networking with a spin. All info can be found at spinideas.nl. If you own a business and are looking for tools, resources, and inspiration to achieve equitable and sustainable growth, visit thejilliangroup.com slash better. Until next time.